This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 474, Why You're Stuck at a Six in Speaking Part 2. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Today, we talk about a student who received some bad advice from an IELTS teacher, and we'll explain why this would make him get a six in speaking part two. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hey, Jessica, what's happening over there? Uh, we are pretty stoked to go to a roller derby match tonight. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a crazy what sport. I'm thinking about. <gasps> so you said that you bet. I've never been yes. to roller derby. So Lindsay, can you mm-hmm. describe? I this is has to be a uniquely American thing. Yeah, roller derby is this. It seems like a combination of like hockey and <laughs> roller skating, but yeah. it's often done with women. I think men do have men's teams, but I feel like women kind of rule the show in roller derby. It's like a women's sport and tough ladies too that participate in roller derby. Uh, They kind of like skate around in a circle and I think they're, I'm trying to remember if they're like kicking around a ball, a hockey, like a hockey puck or if they're, no, they're not. They're not. Yeah. No, No, they're just pushing each other over. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. The whole goal is to just like be the last one standing. Like I feel like, I don't know. I don't even know the rules really, but it's like the team that has the most people standing at the end wins or something. I feel like something like, like that. Mm-hmm. Like all they're doing the whole time is just like shoving each other over. They're just like yep. full on fighting. Yeah. Like, while they're roller skating around in circles. It's pretty <laughs> cool. And it's fun. It's rowdy. It's kind of like a new sport that's tr- somewhat trendy in some cities. And yeah, I mean, I yeah. had a good time when I went to see a roller derby game back in the springtime. It's fun to watch. And so I'm taking my six-year-old. You think this is appropriate family <laughs> Definitely. Um, situation here? Why not? Why not? I mean, it's good to expose <laughs> them to different things, different ideas, yeah. seeing women in different contexts. I love that idea. I would definitely exactly. be doing that. Yeah, I think that's great. That's what... That's why I'm so stoked. Um, I mean, obviously, James has already really strong female role models. He knows yep. that women take can take care. We are completely capable yeah. of doing everything by ourselves. Like, we're good. <laughs> we're strong. We're awesome. awesome. But the more he can have that in his head, the better. Yeah. So, like, he knows, he knows about the sport. He knows what we're going to see. And like, he is super stoked to see all these like really strong, tough ladies just push <laughs> each other around. It's going to be so oh, awesome. Oh, you have to tell us about it next week. That's so I cool. Will. It sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Okay. Um, so we had a question from a student in our course, actually. Um, and this is, 
great example of uh, knowing who to listen to. So um, he had some conflicting advice, Lindsay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'll go ahead and just start with the actual question here. So this is, again, this cool. is a student in our course. And here we go. So he says, I took an IELTS prep course at ACET in 2014, a very reputable IELTS trainer in my country. Uh, my tutor has been an IELTS examiner at IDP. He advised me about IELTS speaking part two that... The examiner will score us on four assessment criteria, grammar, lexical resources, cohesion, and coherence, also fluency, and especially well-organized speech. Thereby, within two minutes, I'm advised to answer all the bullet points in the cue card, as well as having uh, a conclusion for part two speech. The conclusion mm. is normally for uh, the answer for why. Hmm. That okay. makes no... Ugh. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, so I'm, so I already got back to the student, obviously, because yeah. I, we respond to students in the course immediately. So I'm gonna use some of my notes from this email, but I'm actually gonna start at the, what I, what I told him last in the email was this. Um, like, honestly, as an IELTS teacher, it's just easier to tell people to follow the bullet points. Mm. It's just easier. Yeah. Um, it, it's more clear cut. It's more straightforward. And then you, you have to do less teaching and you just set students off, right? Yeah. Um, if uh, we don't do that in our course, right? Mm. We tell you higher level ways to answer the speaking part two. Yep. So yeah, it's harder for us because we have more information and uh, like uh, we're teaching adults. So we convince you, we show you why this is correct, right? Mm. So you know what you're doing. Um, that's why I'm like, well, I, just as a teacher, it's easier just to say what that teacher said. So I get why that person did that. Um, cause that's so, yeah. So teachers just, it's harder to encourage natural communication, which leads to higher scores. It's hard, it's harder to teach that, yeah. right? Than just like the one sentence, follow the bullet points. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, so like what, what I said was the previous teacher was not like entirely wrong. It's just not the best advice for high scores is all. So mm. I don't want to come down too hard on the teacher because I understand why that happened. But one thing that stuck out that bothers me about that advice is that the teacher said that you, that he was especially graded on the organization. And that makes mm. it seem like that's more important than all the other features, which isn't true. Mm. Those four scoring categories are all equal. Mm. They are all, you know what I mean? Like when it comes out to the final score, none is more important than the other. Each of those four categories are important. So there's the first thing that sort of bothered me about that. It's like, yeah. Um, the teacher sort of manipulating uh, this, this score, these scoring descriptions, like manipulating these to make the students think something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but this is the most important one. Oh, okay. Hmm. So that's the first thing. But I mean, the teacher's not wrong. You are obviously graded on, um, organizing your answer, but using the bullet points is not the best way to do that. And guys, I'm not going to repeat myself too much here because we did do an episode about this, which I'll link to uh, in the blog. Yes. So come back to the blog, IELTS.AllersEnglish.com. Um, Lindsay, what episode is this? Oh, this is going to be, well, that's a good question, 474 it looks like. <gasps> 
All right, 474. <laughs> um, and I'll link to that other episode and you'll hear exactly why following the bullet points is not fluent most of the time. Mm. Um, so what is fluency? What is coherence? It's organization and it's linking words, right? Mm. So trying to throw out random ideas is not organized. Um, mm. and that's why we tell you to tell a story, right? Because when you tell a story, you naturally use linking words and transition phrases, and your ideas are connected logically. It, it yeah. fulfills all the requirements for yes. a high fluency and coherent score. And the fact is also that there's nothing in the scoring system about the bullet points. Okay, so in the email to the student, I linked to the public descriptors that tell you exactly what you're graded on. <laughs> I mean, mm. not everything because the examiners have some secrets, but this isn't one of them. Yeah. There's nothing on there about bullet points. You could you could see for yourself on the on the public descriptors, which I will also link to in this blog post. Yeah, that's why it's important to dig into this exam a little bit more than the average person, right? To get an above average score. You dig in more, you really understand where the examiner is coming from. A lot is being asked of people working in schools. Teachers have more and more things to do. The shortage of teachers right now, um, you know, having to fill a lot of holes and, and wear a lot of hats, it's, it's very difficult. There are steps you can take to manage stressful times, whether in the classroom or outside of work. For me personally, I can disconnect by just being outside. Laughing. <laughs> Works a lot. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Exactly. And, you know, and if you think about the whole idea of standing out, right, um, in order to get high scores, standing apart from other students, that's another good reason not to follow the bullet points. Because if every other person has these choppy answers where they're staring at the topic card and pausing mm -hmm. and then moving yeah. on to something else without organizing their answer, I, I mean, that's also how you're going to stand out. So um, the second question was about having a conclusion, which I thought was really weird. So like, as far as having a conclusion, I mean, you could do that if you want, but it's really hard to time your answer exactly to like fit a conclusion in mm. at like a minute 50. Like that would be yeah. really hard just to like know exactly when to start your conclusion to mm. finish before the two minutes. Like I, I don't understand that piece of advice at all. Cause that doesn't, that doesn't make it more organized yeah. at all. So we're not like trying to take a, a writing template and put it into a speaking template. These are right. two different, different tests, different, ex uh, different parts of the test guys. Love yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So the the examiner is going to stop you at two minutes, regardless of whether you have a conclusion or not. The examiner doesn't care if you have a conclusion or not, because that's not the point. Mm. Um, providing a conclusion is not required to get a high score. You know, yeah. again, like it's not in the descriptors. It's your fluency mm. score is based on your ability to keep talking. So if the examiner has to stop you at two minutes, that shows fluency because it shows you can keep talking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like uh, for a, a lot of people also, if they try and have that conclusion, um, first of all, it's not natural. A native yeah. speaker would never do that. <laughs> and secondly, you'd probably do it before the two minutes is up and then 
the examiner will just stare at you until the time's up and it's weird. <laughs> Doesn't seem like there's much of an advantage to trying to have a conclusion. I was thinking the same thing. This is supposed to be an exam of your of your ability to speak English naturally for the most part, right. whether it's formal or informal. And it's it's not natural, right? We don't say yeah. in in con- conclusion, blah, 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 blah. That sounds so like academic and stiff and snobby. Like, I would never now, do that. But in part two, right? Because part mm-hmm. two is informal. It's like, describe your best friend. Yeah. Describe a dinner party you went to. <laughs> so it, it's not appropriate to have a conclusion there. But in speaking part three, when the question is like, what are the benefits to attending a single mm-hmm. gender school or something? Mm-hmm. Then that it is appropriate to say in conclusion. Cause that's, okay. you know, like a more abstract academic topic. So. Like th- this advice just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense. It does not lead to natural communication, which you have to at least be approaching in order to get a seven or higher. None of that is a seven or higher. It's all like band score six advice. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Hmm. Okay, this is good. I'm glad this student you know came to us with this question. And you know, if you're in our course, guys, and you've gotten some outside advice that you're not sure about, don't be afraid to ask us. It's very important that you ask us that question. Hey, Jessica, we're back. We had a little technical issue, but let's keep going. So <laughs> it's all it's so weird when that happens. Sometimes Skype is a is a funny creature. <laughs> um so yeah, so basically guys, um the the point of all this is that we have to be approaching natural communication to get a seven or higher. And that yes. advice that was received by the student in his IELTS prep class. That's for, that is a band score six, all of that. Okay. Yeah. All of that advice. So, um, I'm glad that he wrote to us, uh, asking for our advice there because after I gave him that advice, he said, thank you so much for your detailed and thorough answer. Um, you made a significantly valid point that it is really <laughs> tough to time the answer at perfectly two minutes. I will surely <laughs> follow your suggestion of telling a story as well as being fluent. So yeah. thank you, listeners, students out there. Thanks for getting in touch. Um, Anytime, students, if you're in our course, if you're worried, if you have, you know, that's why we are open to questions because we are confident in our advice. You could ask us anything, any doubts, let us know. Yeah, I love that. And so important because this could mean the difference between a student being able to go to Canada or go to Australia or not go, right? The six, moving from the six to the seven is potentially the difference in your future for your family, your education, whatever it is, right? This is not a small thing. So we need to dig into what the examiner actually wants, guys. And, you know, if you want to go through our step-by-step system and be able to ask a question to us, just like this student did, you want to get into our course, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y. And we recommend the personal coach option, right? Jessica, you've been working with a lot of students and you're seeing a lot of success there with them. Oh my gosh, amazing. I, it's it's fantastic, guys. Um, this is growing so fast. Yes. More and more students every week. I have multiple students every day, in fact, wow. that I get to meet with on Skype one-on-one to help personalize their advice for their study plans, for what exactly to work on in the next two weeks, in the next three weeks before their exam in order to increase those scores. And it does work, you guys. You've heard the students on this 
very ep- on this very podcast <laughs> talk about how um, how this helps them. Not only the systems, the strategies, but getting that last minute feedback is sometimes the difference between that whole band increase. Yeah, exactly. The stakes are high when it comes to IELTS, guys. So don't take any shortcuts. Don't don't be cheap when it comes to IELTS. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or else you're just going to spend more money on the test. So either yeah. way. <laughs> right, exactly. Would you rather take the exam four times or take the exam once than take our course and pass it the second time? Which would you rather exactly. do? Do the exactly. map. Do the map. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Very cool. Jessica, thanks for hanging out today. Sorry about our technical issues, but we are back <laughs> on track for the next episode. See you next time. <laughs> We're set. All right. Have a good day, Lindsay. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.